0: Good morning, and welcome to KLE podcast, Kingdom Leadership Equipping, not your usual church message. Great to have you with us again. This is your host, Sean Smith, and my co-host from all the way from Marshall, Texas is... Steve
1: Bissett. Good morning.
0: (laughs) Good morning, Steve. Welcome again. Thank you for being with us.
1: I thought you um, forgot my name there for a minute. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> like who
1: <laughs> yeah who am i who am i talking to yeah moment? i was like what <laughs>
0: um well for everybody that's hopping on to this uh onto this episode great to have you with us again we really appreciate you and um we appreciate uh your uh, your listenership and uh hey just an, an encouragement to please go over to um whatever platform you're listening on give us a review um And uh, a like or a follow, uh, and uh, give us a few listens, and it'll bump us up into the place where people actually can hear our message. It's not for everybody, we do know that, but uh, we know that there are people around the world that need to hear this message. Right now, we are, I think, in four nations, four or five nations, people are listening. The podcast, and uh, so we're really grateful for that for everybody wherever you are listening in on these episodes, and especially today, which is building his church with Stephen Sean. And uh, just as a matter of introduction, for those that don't know who are new, that we've got new people hopping on all the time and listening. For those that are new, uh, Steve and I uh, have been friends for many years. I met Steve. Back in nineteen, when was that? Nineteen ninety-nine or two thousand? Anyway, somewhere way back there, and um, I joined with him at a fellowship.
1: It's been a while.
0: It's been a while. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we we uh, we were on a conference and uh, did a river trip down the Buffalo River in Arkansas together. And uh, this brother was just a blessing to my life and. And it's been, been the same ever since then. And we, um, we ended up just starting to have conversations on the WhatsApp or whatever platform we could find working at the time. And uh, we would share, we'd talk for an hour, hour and a half, sometimes more, and just share our hearts and insights and encourage one another in, the, in, in building His church. And uh, so we, the beginning of this year, I started the KLE podcast and I just felt like, you know, we're having these conversations and it's really blessing me and, and uh, we're getting insights all the time and encouraging one another. Why don't we just open it up and let people be part of that conversation? What better way to do it? Then on the podcast, hallelujah! So right. uh, it, it gives us an incredible platform, an incredible way to just we we jump on Zoom first and we record what's happening in our conversation, which I then download, upload, and then make available to you um, wherever you are in the world. So I I trust that you know we're trying to well we I think we don't Steve I don't think we keep this very religious.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> you think?
0: <laughs> so, so, we're trying to avoid the religiosity and um, come from a totally different uh, pair of dimes, as uh, Steve says—a <laughs> totally different mindset. So, to just help you think outside the normal box, so that you, you know there, there is something more going on than—and something more Jesus intended with building His church than in what we hear week after week in our meetings. So that is sort of by way of introduction. Steve, I, today I felt like last night I was praying and and um, I felt like, let's talk about sin today. Um, you know, it, because this seems to be a real... Talk about what? About sin, S-I-N-N. Oh,
1: sin, sin, S-I-N-N.
0: Yes, not bin, Sin.
1: Okay. <laughs> so
0: not Sun Sin, Sin Sin. So um just as a matter of uh, information, um is just the understanding, you know, how much is too much, what is sin, what what do we do if we sin, um, how do we handle sin in in a group, uh, or you know, in when the community gathers together, etc. So I, I just thought Let's just I've, run with, with the concept. I've never,
1: I've never sinned with a whole group before that I remember.
0: <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> hopefully not.
1: <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I know a bunch of people that do some weird things, man. So, um, yeah.
1: That's... I probably have, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we just joined in and didn't even realize it.
1: Yeah, one thing I've I've found out, and this is something that's, um, I remember I used to get all upset at myself whenever I'd, um, I would do something that I knew was against my father's heart and, um, uh, it would just really, it would really bother me. And so I would go back to get born again, again, you know, I'd go through that process. Um, and it says that we have an advocate with us. And so, um you know, the first thing it says to confess our sin Mm -hmm. and he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The interesting thing about the word confess, it doesn't mean to tell him all that we've done wrong now and to dig up all the loose stuff that we've happened to have had. Confess um, is the word geo or geo, however you want to pronounce it Uh, coming from two different root words, homo of course, meaning the same as, Mm -hmm. And logeo, or, uh, it comes from the word logos. Uh, the word logos, we've always been taught, um, you know, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was with God. You know, that's the word logos. Mm-hmm. And uh, any t- most of the time the word word is used. It's that word logos unless um, he's, he, it's talking about um, something that God just simply opens his mouth and speaks. Uh, which is rhema, uh, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, the rhema of God, when God opens his mouth and speaks. So it's kind of interesting that he uses that word uh, um, confession there, homologio, because it means to speak the same thing as the word. Now, the word there is different. As logos or logio, it simply means it doesn't mean to write. It doesn't mean the written word, which is what I was always taught. I was always taught the word is this, you know, this Bible, you know, between the two leather bindings. Yes.
0: Uh,
1: but it, it means, it doesn't mean just to speak like Rhema. It means the very thought, intent, purpose, and motive behind what is spoken.
0: Yes.
1: So whenever I have a rhema or whenever God has a rhema, uh, cause I have rhema too. I mean, I can speak like that, uh, open my mouth and utter something. Um, but usually it's with a thought, intent, purpose, and motive behind it. You really can't have a rhema without having the thought intent, purpose and motive behind it. Jesus Christ himself was the logos, was the word, he was the very thought, intent, purpose, and motive behind everything God did. You know, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. And, and through Him were all things created. So through Christ were all things created through that Word, through the very thought, intent. That's why Christ said, um, you know, that that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Hmm. Uh, he was the express image of the Father, C H A R A K T E R in the Greek uh, character. He was the very nature of his Father. So, whenever you look at that, <clears throat> confession is made unto salvation, or confess your sin. It doesn't mean just to blab it all out and and begin to say I'm sorry for it. The word confess there literally means to speak the same thing as the very thought, intent, purpose, and motive of God. Hmm. So, if that's the case then what I'm doing is if I'm doing something that is contrary to the nature of God, I go, you know what, father, that is sin. That is, that is something that disgusts you. That is something that is not in your heart. That is something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I begin to speak over myself. Then once again, not all the, not all the bad, but I begin to say that is sin, but that's not who I am. That is not Christ. That is not Christ in me, the hope of glory. That is not the new creation. That is not, and begin once again then to speak or to confess, (laughs) confession is made unto salvation, begin to confess who I really am. Because the identity crisis at that point, whenever you sin, whenever you come into something that's contrary to the nature of God, you, you begin to, you begin to identify with that sin then and go back through that process of this is who I am. I'm a dirty worm. I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other thing. And really to go back and to begin to confess, uh, what, what Christ believes about you, what he bore, what he took, what he, that begins to set you back into right standing or righteousness again, because boy, that, that thing tears you up.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, You you hit on something here that's a nerve on me because um, one of the things I was thinking about this uh, yesterday, most people have a beast that will take them down at some point or other or follows them. It seems to kind of haunt their lives, and they're always trying to suppress it, always trying to put it down, uh, put it in the back of their mind. Always struggling against it or whatever. It's interesting that in Job it says that Leviathan or this beast uh, was created at the same time you were created. Mm -hmm. And um, he said the only thing that can take him down, and this is uh, what about chapter 40 the only thing that can take down this Leviathan or this thing in your life is the sword of the one who made him so you take that sword you take his sword you know confession speak the same yeah. thing as the very thought intent purpose motive of god you take that sword that god already created or your father already created you pick up your father's sword and you begin to fight him and it, it's interesting in, in um um Chapter forty and forty-one of Job, he begins to say, "What are you going to do? Are you going to play with this thing? Are you going to toy with him like a bird? Are you going to just take this little uh, Leviathan and, and think you can make a covenant with him? Uh, just will him out of your life? You can't do that." Yeah. And then in chapter forty-one, he says, "Canst thou draw Leviathan with a hook, or his tongue with a cord, which which led us down?" can you even put a hook in his nose or bore through his jaw with a thorn and he, and will you make many supplications unto thee and and speak soft words unto thee will you make a covenant with you and will you take him for a servant forever i mean this is something where he's not your servant he's not he's not having anything to do with your life anymore and yet we sit there and we try to make a you know what if you just don't show up you know, then I'll I'll be good, Father, you know, and you begin to set out fleeces, you begin to make covenants, you begin to do all this stuff, and you say, no, you don't do stuff like that. Um, It says in verse 8 of chapter 41, it says, so this is what you do now. You set your hand to him, remember the battle, and do no more. Hmm. So you simply recognize that Leviathan is there. Yeah, he's doing this. Yeah, this is him. This is what's going on in my life right now, and, but it doesn't have to. I set my hand to him. I remember the battle, and I remember the first time I saw that, I thought, now, what does that mean, remember the battle? Because at this point, the battle has not been fought. Yeah. And so, to me, it means now, I remember the battle that Christ already did. So I set my hand to this thing. I remember that battle that Christ already did, and then I do no more. I rest. I enter into that rest again because identity is one of the biggest problems that we have um, because we I begin to identify once again with that sin or that sin nature or whatever that thing is, and we begin to doubt once again that I, whether or not I'm a son of God. And that's one of those things that begins to torture you and this is what this whole thing on Leviathans, about. this guy comes up and it says, are you going to just sit there and play with him? Because he sits in the mouth of the Jordan River and we'll just gulp it up in one gulp. I mean, this guy's bigger than what you think he is,
0: mm.
1: more powerful than what you think he is. But yet the, the thing that can take him down is the sword of the one who made him. Yes. and so begin to take up that sword begin to take up the battle the way it was intended to be taken up uh which is Christ already did it and then do no more yeah. just rest and begin to identify with who you really are and that that ties over into the first corinthians chapter 3 i think it is where it it says um beholding as it were in a mirror the glory of the lord you're changed into that same image from glory to glory by the spirit of the lord the interesting thing about that little, that little verse is I always, whenever I look in the mirror, especially after you do something that you know is contrary to your father and his nature, you look into the mirror and you see all the filth, you see all the dirt, you see all the warts, you see all the scabs, you see all, you know, you just see, you see that old yuck again. And it says, beholding as it were in the mirror, the glory of the Lord, you begin once again to see the Logos. You begin to see the very thought, intent, purpose, and motive. You see glory that God put in there. You see what he created. You see what he made. You see. You begin to identify once again with that. And it says, when you do that, you're changed into that same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. And all you did was behold that.
0: Yeah. Well, you,
1: you didn't do anything else.
0: Yeah. It's nearly like the a law. Go of, ahead. I'm. I'm. Sorry.
1: No, no. I said go ahead. I'm. I'm kind of. I was just kind of rolling along there. So, so <laughs>
0: no, no, I rolled no. right over. No, it's very good. Very good. It's excellent. Um, now I just wanted to interject and say, you know, it's like a, the law of displacement. People say, well, what right. do you do when you feel something is so major in your life that you can't control it? You know, kind of thing. And, right, like
1: and, an addiction or something.
0: Yes. And, and you know, the, what I found is that it's the law of displacement. The more time you are focused on the glory of the Lord, the more time you're focused on the word, the more time you have spent um, renewing your mind, meditating on his scripture, the less power that thing has in your life.
1: Right. And, uh, and, remember what John the Baptist said? You know, I must... Decrease. Okay. That's how we always quote it. Yeah. I must decrease. He must increase. The problem is, and with that, we try to decrease all the time.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And it doesn't say it that way. It says he must increase.
0: And I must decrease.
1: Yeah. Right. That's the order of it.
0: Right. Got to have the order.
1: (laughs) Right. He must increase. And as he increases, I automatically decrease. I don't have to try to keep suppressing it or putting this thing down um the reason this uh was hitting so strong is because i was uh, talking with some people about this very thing (laughs) and um i the leviathan that i dealt with for years uh was pornography Mm -hmm. and um um The funny thing is you bring it to the light and and I've been delivered from the power of darkness. That's the sword. That's the sword that I have of my father that took that down in my life. I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been translated out of that kingdom, out of that thing. That's not who I am.
0: Right.
1: And, um, as I begin to look at that, it was because it, it's like an addiction. It, yes. it, we can call it addiction, but it's not something physical. It's a spiritual thing. It's a leviathan in our lives. Yeah. So whether it be drugs, whether it be, um, whether it be pornography, whether it be coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, nah, don't take my coffee from me, Lord. <laughs> yeah, please don't deliver me from that one. <laughs> That's right. Don't deliver me from my friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my caffeine, I gotta have.
1: My, I
0: love you, Lord, but I gotta have my caffeine. <laughs> uh,
1: that's right. Uh,
0: but there's a. Um, I, I love coffee, by the way. So it's yes, like, yeah, you know, you know, I'm not. I'm drinking right coffee now. at all. I love my coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not uh, addicted. I've only got to have three cups a day. <laughs>
1: only got to have, and I don't have to have it to wake up in the morning. I no, mean, no, I
0: don't, I don't need to have it to wake up in the morning. I just got to have it. Otherwise I don't move. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, what's funny is it's not sin until the Lord begins to deal with us on that. Yes. It's just like with Peter, Peter comes to him and uh, Jesus says, Hey, I must, I have needs that I must wash your feet. And Peter says, "No, Lord, you know, be it far from you, you know, I should be the one washing your, blah, blah, blah." Anyway, and the Lord says, "No, this must happen." And he goes, "Well, then, wash all of me." And the Lord goes, "No, I just want to wash your feet." It's it's like the Lord doesn't, it it's like he doesn't deal with every single issue in our lives. A lot of times, yeah. he 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 just washes our feet at that mm-hmm. point,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. um uh this this particular area for me was an area that haunted me i mean it literally i felt like it was stalking me down all the time mm. and even while I was going through ministry and everything else, basically all I had done is suppressed it yeah and uh it would come out at the at the most
0: inopportune.
1: Yeah, inopportune time, or or a time when I was released from the ministry, and between you know between things, and I, I would go back into that, and then then I would fight my way back out of it, you know, uh, and and then then I'd be released to to do some more, you know, whatever. And I was thinking I was thinking about that cycle, that that vicious cycle that we have a tendency to go through, and 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 basically whether whether or not we call it an addiction. That's an addiction, an addictive cycle. And so it's the same type of thing. And We blame it on everybody else, everything else. You know, uh, oh, I don't get enough for my wife or whatever. Whatever it is, we blame blame it on somebody else rather than saying, no, there's a Leviathan right there. He's come to take me down. He's sitting at the womb ready to devour whatever it is God wants to produce right now in my life. Yeah. And then to begin once again to take the sword of the one who made him and say, no, this is who I am. This is what Christ made to be. This is what my father has made me to be. I'm set set here to help set the captive free. That's what I'm set here to do. And so this, I'm not held captive anymore. I've been delivered from this power of darkness. I've been translated out of that kingdom. And so, like I said, that was a major... That was a major portion of a sword for me that I was, that I would use all the time uh, because it was an identity crisis for me. Every time I would go and look at a book or look at something uh, or it'd flash up on the computer screen, you know, I would go through that again and I'd hide my eyes or I'd do something, you know, and, and uh, uh, I just felt so guilty. Well, that's what, that's exactly the, the weapon of the enemy, whatever, whatever,
0: you know, Sin it is whatever uh, law you're breaking in that sense, um, right. is that it always comes down to guilt. Right. Because if he, if he can keep you feeling guilty, he keeps you
1: removed. He keeps right. you distant from your Father. And, there is no uh, righteousness anymore if you feel guilty.
0: Well, that's said, but he's come to cleanse us mostly right. of our guilt. That's, right. you know, I think it's Hebrews chapter 10. He talks about that. You know, that's what he, he, he really came to do is to remove the guilt
1: of sin, which is the power of sin. Right, right. Yeah, because guilt, when you think about just a courtroom type of a situation, To be guilty or to be found guilty, you've had to have been condemned or at one point or accused. And then finally you feel condemned and there's no way out. And now you're lost and you're guilty. I mean, the, the sentence has been pronounced and you're guilty. Now it takes a while to get rid of that guilt or to get, and it's not a matter of just time. It's a matter of. It's a matter of what does the judge, the judge, the king of all kings, what does he believe? Now, I can call sin a sin. I can confess my sin. I can say that right there is sin. That right there is against the nature of my father. Consequently, that's not who I am. And it begins to change your whole mindset. It begins to change your whole attitude because the darkness has no longer any hold over you. Yeah. And that's the thing, like you said, it's that guilt, and it it's, it's almost like it takes you sometimes a week to get out of it, or a month, or <laughs> you know, or whatever. For some people, it's never. I mean, yeah, well, that's, that's true. They, they they they
0: they don't talk about it, but they're constantly feeling guilty about something that they did.
1: Right now, I have to prove to myself and to God that I'm going to do better. That I'm good
0: enough, and that's religion. Right, that is exactly what the the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the the scribes and the lawyers right. were. We're bringing to the people is that constant, you know, you, you are just a leper. You're just removed. Right. You are no good. You are unacceptable. That's why they were so sad, you see. It's sad, you see. And that's why Jesus said the burdens that they leave you, you know, are heavy. Right. No, so it's it's just they were burdening people with all these rules and regulations that they were br- breaking, and they couldn't get out of it. They, that's right. really what was happening.
1: Yeah, a vicious cycle.
0: It's a, just it becomes a vicious cycle. The point I, I'd like to make here is though well, you is had ready? a point. I'm sorry, no, I got a point here. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, it's it's good, Steve. Very good. Um, is you know. The, a simple little point is that sin is sin. There's no one sin greater than another sin. No. And, and, you know, as many times what we do is religiously, we look at somebody's overt sin as something like horrifying. And yet we carry our own, we, we, we dealing with our own sin, or we're not dealing with it. We're so focused on other people's great sins that we are not looking at our own. And I, I love that's when Jesus said he was without sin, cast the first stone. And I think Jesus was the, was the only one that could, was in a position to cast the stone and he didn't. Right. So um, that is firstly, you know, is that we, we must never be in a, in a judgmental, you know, looking at the the. Uh, the splint in somebody else's eye when we've got a beam in our own kind of thing, you know, right. it's just, we, 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 sin is sin. And that, and that's where it's at. The second point is, is that, uh, we all still sin. <laughs> so, so there is nobody that is without sin and, and, and therefore we are never in a position to, to have, to, to sort of take on a, a religious superiority over others. Right. Because we, we or a self-righteousness, you know, is that, you remember, I love that that sto- the story that Jesus told about the Pharisee that stood up and, and said, Oh Lord, you know, look how good I am. And right. And I've tithed and I've done this and I've done that. And, and, and then the, a, a, just a normal guy got up and beat his breast, the beggar beat his breast and said, you know, forgive me for I'm a humble sinner. And, and, um, and he said, "Who is the one that has actually been made righteous in this case?" And 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 of course, it's always the attitude that we are in at that point in time. So right. we we you know is if you lie, if you if you um, get offended, if you are if you got hate in your heart, your anger, if you haven't forgiven your wife or you haven't forgiven your husband, or you know or um, whatever. It, All that you're jealous, you are, and you're feeling superior to somebody. All those are, all of that is sin, as much as pornography or, or anything else. Just some some sin is more a violation of, um, of the laws of moral laws in the sense of what is what affects community. So murder. Affects society a lot more, so the sentence is harsher. The effect of it, the result of it, the consequences of it is so much harsher. But you lying doesn't change the fact that sin is sin. It's all right. a separation from God. It all bring breaks our fellowship with God, not our relationship. And I think that's something that we need to understand as well. Right. If we understand that our relationship doesn't get broken. Mm-hmm but our fellowship does, but our relationship is firm, then we can keep with, that's what gives us the right to come back to God. So that's why Jesus is the advocate of, of one John chapter two, verse one. Right. If we not, we shouldn't be sinning, but if we do sin, we have an advocate with the father.
1: Right. And yeah. Cause he's talking to believers at that point, not talking to the, to the world. church.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He is talking to believers. So um, that is an important thing. The other thing that, Is important to me that I I see people misunderstand is the difference between sin and sins, and the one is the nature of sin, is that before we are born again, you you can't go to people that are not saved and tell them to stop sinning because their nature, right, right, right. You know you you can't you can't tell people that are not saved. Listen, when you clean this up, then you can come to church or come to the Father. Uh, They'll never be able to come because, and that's that was the Israelites until they had the mediator come and bridge the gap and make one man from two take us out of alienation, take us out of the dominion of darkness. We had no power to actually live right. We had no power to do that. But when Jesus comes, he bridges that gap for us. So right. as our sacrificial lamb, as the proper. The propitiation of our sin, the sacrifice of our sin. And so, you know, I've, Steve, I've heard so many people uh, talking about, you know, um, they shouldn't be sinning. And, and so they're condemning the world because of their sin. Right. But right. they can't help that. It's sins, sins, the action, the deeds, the, the behavior is not the issue with the unsaved. It's right. their nature. And so sin, the sin nature, needs to be changed. That's why we need to be born again and become new creatures in Christ.
1: Right, and that's the that's the th- issue I have with a lot of religious type things because they'll say, "Oh, I'm just a sinner, saved by grace." Yeah, uh, but
0: that's the uh, yeah, that's the other side of the coin, hey?
1: Yeah, and um, uh, the the identity is I'm a sinner. It's like the song we keep singing. Uh, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Yeah. Um, uh, we always say that. We always uh, uh, quote that scripture: uh, "Whom the sun sets free is free indeed." You should know the truth; the truth shall set you free. The funny thing is, is that word "set." Uh, it's it's almost like we believe that that we were in prison or are in prison and we're being set free. That's not what Christ did. The actual word there is "whom the sun." whom the Son has therefore has made free, shall be free indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's a whole different process. Just setting you free, that means you can be captive again. If I was created free, I'm more than likely not to become captive again Yes, because I never was. Right. I was created free. I was born free, born free. My dad was a doctor. Anyway, there's a, that, you know, it's that whole thing of, if, how do you see this? How do you see? Uh, Cause I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I am a son of the living God. That was a new creature created in Christ Jesus uh, to, to show the furtherance of his kingdom and to set, to help set the other captives or let them know the good news that somebody has already made you free.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's where Second Corinthians 5.21, we've mentioned this before, but it, it, that was real, you know, when I discovered that changed my whole life because it says that God, um, God made Jesus who knew no sin. In other words, it, it, he never experienced the nature of sin. Right, but made him to be sin. So right. and it, so, he didn't just put out. This is another religious church kind of preaching that we've had. Is that you know all our sins was put on Jesus? It wasn't. He became the sin. Right. He didn't. He didn't. He, did, he right. didn't just take take our sin. He became the sin. So right. God made him to be sin with right. our sin, so that we might be made. The righteousness of God in Christ. Righteousness means to be brought back into right relationship with God, to be reconciled right. to God, right
1: standing, yeah,
0: in right standing, and and mm-hmm. just and of course justification is a legal term, and it means just as if I'd never sinned. So wow. so, in God's eyes, we need to understand is that we've been brought in into a place of right relationship with God, as if we'd never sinned. He said, your, 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 um, your sin and your lawless deeds, I will remove and remember them no more. <laughs> so, so that is in his covenant to us. He takes our sin and removes it from our life. He takes the nature. The power of sin is the nature of, right. of death within us. And he's given us a new life. And I think what happens is we begin to focus so much on our failure, on our weakness, on our frailty. Right. Um, you know, you hear this is like, I, I constantly hear this. Without, uh, without him, I can do nothing. John chapter 15. And we, we hear that constantly. Jesus said that. But right. we're not without him anymore. Right, <laughs> He is within us. So it's like... Um, I can do things because we've got this nothing-mindedness, you know, right. that I'm, I'm a failure, I'm weak. I, and we've got the gospel of sin being preached over and over again. The law of sin and death is being right. preached all the time. And nobody's telling – I mean, people got offended at me when I got up when I came to America last year and I, and I preached a message on you are new creatures in Christ. Right. You you the, the ability to live right is within you. It's not from outside, it's from inside. And you have the ability to live that new life, to live and boy, I mean people got offended. And well of course the leaders got offended at me because how can you tell the people that they they not they they're not right, they need to live right. Because we focus on the law of sin and death, not the law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus. Right. It's two laws and we and we're preaching the wrong law all the time.
1: Yeah. And that's I guess that's why it says that we've been shifted or made to shift from the ministration of condemnation, as it yes. says in Hebrews, yes. unto the ministration of the spirit. The ministration of the spirit brings life, not not that condemnation, not that guilt again. Yes. And uh, the ministration of condemnation, we're so used to that in our own lives that we're going to spread it to everybody else. And that's not good news. When you think about gospel, meaning good news, <clears throat> I guess that's, that's what kind of filters what I, what I say or, or even think about. Because a lot of times I'll say, halt, who goes there whenever I, believe it or not, I actually do think about things before I speak, Sean. <laughs> 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 you know, bringing every thought captive unto Christ. <clears throat> and uh, sometimes things sneak out, you know, but but as a general rule, you know, I do have a tendency to ponder about things, but that's one of the qualifications there. Is this going to bring life? Is this gonna, Is this gospel? Is this good news? Or is this something that's going to bring people back into condemnation? Is it something that's going to bring them back into bondage or back into something else or steer them down a the wrong path? And I guess that's, that's a, a, a filter mechanism because I always go halt who goes there. And then, then, that, then that, little, um, that little checkpoint right there, that little gate or whatever you want to call it, you know, is this good news? Is this whatever? Yes, it is. Okay, you, you may pass. And so, uh, and, and it's not like you sit there and ponder over it for a long time, but it's just a quick, it's a quick check a lot of times. And and most of the time I'm not conscious of it, but I was sent, we were sent because we were sent the same way Christ is that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I'm not here to preach to you that you're still captive, that you're still an addict, that you're still a whatever, that you're still, because Jesus Christ has made you free. You are free. You've because been reconciled.
0: Christ. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's the good news.
0: That's that's our message. Is you know, right. is he's not holding your sin against you. He's not right. holding your iniquity against you. He is right. actually reconciled you. All you've got to do is accept his sacrifice, and boom, baby, you're in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I was always taught that he throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. Bless yes. God. Yes. You know, and forgets it. Yeah. No, he doesn't forget. It says he chooses not to remember it against you anymore.
0: Yes. It's not, but it's, but, but we, because we don't, you see, again, now I'm come back to my, me, my message is like, we, right. if we come back to kingdom, kingdom is about a government and it's about a legal system. Right. Right. The legal system is, is that you've been justified. That is a legal term, which means, the price has been paid. The the the, uh, the punishment has been d- measured out, dealt with, paid for, and therefore you are justified. You have been atoned before the court of heaven, and right. therefore it's it's obliterated. Not obliterated, it's removed and not held against you like you say anymore. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking. I'm just looking at a scripture here from from Romans chapter three and verse twenty three because. This is often used, um, preached, for all have sinned and fall fall short of the glory of God. Of course, he's referring to those that are not saved. Verse 24 says, and and all are justified freely
1: by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Right. Then you flip over to Galatians 2.16. It says, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of of not in yeah by the faith of jesus christ even right. we have believed in christ jesus that we might be justified by the faith of christ yeah. and not by the works of the law yeah for by the works of the law no flesh should be justified i've already been justified by the faith of Jesus Christ, he believes certain things about me. He believes that what he did was sufficient. He believes that what he already did, he took all that upon himself. He he became that for us, right? So that we don't, we we are not that anymore. I'm justified by the faith of Christ, right? And so I, I guess a lot of times that takes it, it takes it out of my hands, uh, 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 you're saved by grace, you know, through faith yes. and that not of yourselves, right. <laughs> and it's, that it's, not it's of gone. yourselves <laughs> for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, this is the faith of Jesus Christ that justified us. Yeah. And so uh, if I look at it that way, I'm going, I'm justified, whether or not I'm going through guilt or whether or not I'm going through whatever this is right now, I'm already, this is part of that sword that I was talking about earlier that takes down this Leviathan. Right. You right. know, I, I'm justified by the faith of somebody else. And now the life that I live in verse 20, I'm living by the faith of that same person. I'm living by the faith of the son of God, by Jesus Christ. Right. So I'm living by his faith now. Absolutely. So the whole thing is by somebody else. It, the yeah. whole thing is because Christ in me, Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah in me, yes. is the hope of glory. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, that that's uh, in Romans chapter 3, in verse verse 24 says, And all are justified freely by His grace. Yes. Through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. To yes. re- redeem means to repurchase or, or to purchase back to its original state. And right. then 25, he says, God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement, which of course is a covenant uh, legal process through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. Verse 26, he did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus right so we need to come out of under from out out from under the burden <laughs> of the, cons, the 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 big one big all package of sin and there's a difference you you if you do not have your nature changed then that is sin it's not sins as in the behavior it is in, as in sin as the the uh, nature, and when before you get saved, you have the nature of the devil. I mean, he's the right. father. That's what Jesus said. And mm-hmm. the works of your father you will do. You can't help it. That's what you do. So right. when you change father, you get a new nature, and your nature becomes the nature of righteousness. It becomes the nature right. of life, and now the power you still do sins but you're not in sin i think that's an easy a way to understand it so um we... have you ever thought
1: about that word Sean? what's that have you ever thought about that word redeemed yes well yeah, i've been deemed i've been deemed by the world and deemed by satan to be sick or yeah. to be accused or to be guilty uh, guilty or to be an addict or to be this or to be that, or I'm deemed by the prince of this world to be that, yes. but the king of all kings has redeemed me, yes. son of God, yes. son of holiness, righteous, in right standing. that's what I've been redeemed. If yes. whenever a king deems you something, that's what you are from then on, right. and my king has redeemed me out of all that stuff. Yes, so anyway, it's just it's good.
0: Yeah, it's good, and it redeem. I mean, just just the, the the normal dictionary term for redeem means to compensate for the faults and bad aspects of, to gain or regain mm-hmm. possession of in exchange right. for payment. I think that is so powerful. So, oh yeah, Christ has purchased us back, regained possession of us in exchange for payment, and the payment was His life, His blood, His life, um, His His righteousness. He gave up. To redeem us, but because he was the sinless son of God, they couldn't hold that condemnation against him right. in, in the court of hell, and therefore he had to be released. So once he had paid the price for us, we were redeemed, um, and now we are deemed differently, absolutely. <laughs> so so that's, it's powerful. I mean, this is like such a, a brilliant topic because it's consciousness, and that's what I try and tell you know, leaders in the church and and people, you know, the the church. Is this that? It's con. It's what people are conscious of. If you're constantly telling people that they are powerless against sin because you are sinners, you're bad. Come and repent. Come and and fall down, cry, weep. And repentance, of course, is not an emotional word. There's two words for it. The, uh, two words for repent. One is metanoia, means to change your thinking, your right. conscious, your conscious thinking, and your subconscious inspiration, if you may. And the other word, there's another word for for um, repentance, and that means to be sorry for when you found out. <laughs> so, right. So yeah. um, is you know I'd rather people focus because Jesus said, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." That would repent is change your thinking. And, and it's like we need to give people the stuff that helps them change their thinking so that right. they begin to live in the dominion, the authority, the power. When you are guilty, you're not able to walk in your authority or the power of the kingdom of God. You constantly are downing yourself. You never think you're good enough. So you never, ever take up your authority. You never take dominion. You never take charge you, because you're not, you don't deem yourself a son of God. You deem yourself a sinner. It's right. just saved by grace. You're just trying to get through. You're just trying to make it. And that's why the churches, Steve, has got this mentality of escapism. Is because let's get out of here because this is so bad. All I do is fail. I'm no good. I'm not good. But when I get to heaven, then right. to no more tears and I'm going to be fine and I'm going to be able to eat from the trees of the streaks of gold and whatever else. And, and I'm going to have my mansion there and it's going to get, all be fine and I'm never going to have to worry about yeah, just
1: stuff. Just a again. little cabin. Just a little cabin. On the just in cabin.
0: Yeah, just well, you know, some people were looking for their mansions, but. Jesus never said that. He never ever said that. In fact, someday I'd like to talk about that. But um, he he he, he was—he was—he said, "Occupy." We were sent to the earth. He redeemed us to take authority here. He redeemed us to—to in fact have dominion here and bring His kingdom to the earth. That's what we've been redeemed. But while we're thinking of the law of sin and death all the time. Uh, that's exactly, we are weak, we are conscious of weakness, we are conscious of 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 uh, what we don't have, what we can't do, of how guilty we are, and, and therefore we never gain the victory. We never gain the victory. And But the victory is ours. We've been translated into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have forgiveness of sin. We have redemption and the forgiveness of sin, Colossians chapter 1. And so the power of sin has been broken. And but when we thinking, it just depends what your mind is, your mindset is. If you're constantly thinking weakness, sin, sins, you know how bad guilt, um, you, that you you are just held in a paralytic state. Of inability, But when you are in your conscious, when you're conscious of the fact that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, that you are a new creature in Christ, that you've been justified, that you've been redeemed, that, that sin has been removed. Yes, you sin, but you have an advocate with the Father who will, he advocates on your behalf. So that when you are, when you have sinned, he advocates to the government of heaven or the courts of heaven. On your behalf, he says, my blood paid their price. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all, not some, not by the way, all unrighteousness. Right. And if he cleanses all unrighteousness, we are righteous. Steve, I'd love to pick this up because there's there's one or two more areas that I'd I'd like to really bring in next week, if I may. I'd like us to look at, you know, what happens if we're in a in a home church community situation and somebody's sinning. What do we do about it? You know, um how do we handle that? And and uh you know how 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 much is too much and how far do we what do we allow and not allow, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So plus
1: God cut them off and don't eat them. Yeah,
0: that's what I call it. Just <laughs> crucify them outside and that's right. Upside burn. down in a tree. Yes, or burn them at the stake. That's it. You know that's
1: ooh, burn your steak. Mm.
0: Yes. <laughs> I like <chocolate>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we there. are terrible, man. I know it's it's terrible. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. You you
1: are such a bad inspiration. <laughs> 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 you know, it's, you, said a, you said a word just a minute ago. I'm sorry. I'm a te- uh, I just need yeah, take to take yes. this. Um, occupy till I come.
0: Yeah.
1: The word the word is praktu- uh, uh, prag pragtumae, which is the word we get pragmatic from. Yes. pragmatic it means to go about dogmatically or go about something uh, to continue in something uh the word pra- pragmatuamai or however you want to pronounce it uh i still didn't pronounce it right uh but anyway it it means to continue in a business that's already set in motion yes. to fulfill it yes so it's this thing is already the kingdom has already been set in motion to occupy means to continue in that same that same mindset, that same vision that he had, that same purpose that he had to fulfill it because it's already been set in motion, and we've been given the goods to fulfill that. Yeah, yeah. it's not like we're trying to get more, right? You know, he's he's given us that, yes. so now occupy or. Prag- whatever it is, be pragmatic about it. Continue, continue in that work of the kingdom that he's already set you about. It's a kingdom and you've been sent to further that kingdom.
0: Absolutely. Powerful brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate your input. Um, So thank you listeners for being with us. And I, I trust that this will really, you know, help you get a new consciousness about who you are in Christ and what has been done for you. Uh, we will be back next week, definitely. with talking more about this, um, unless something dramatically happens. Um, <laughs> you never know. But, hey, uh, that's the plan for now. Next week, we'll be f- finishing this topic of sin, sins, your sin, my sin, our sin, 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 and we can... Um, talk about these areas as well. So let's get out there. Let's build his church, not our church. Let's encourage, inspire the world. Hey, remember to, um, follow, give us a, a like, give us a share. That would be very fair. If you give us a share, we'd appreciate that. And, um, also, you can pop over to KingdomLeadershipEquipping.com and sign up for a newsletter, which I don't send out too often, but every now and again, I do, and there is a blog there with all the blog posts as well, so I pick up on on some of these topics and, and uh, write about them as well, and um, if you are a new listener, Steve puts out a word every now and again, and uh, he just, like, bombs the whole world with um, from messenger and, uh, and uh, it, it text messages and whatever else, and you get these little remember thoughts, uh, really powerful things to, to keep in mind. So you can also let him know about that. So um, you can email him at Steve,
1: Bissett, Steve at, dot Steve.bissett, dot B-I-S-S-E-T. Yes. At gmail.com. Now, once at again, steve.bissett at gmail.com. Dot com. And that's not all, folks. We'll see you next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love and appreciate you. And uh, till next time, God bless. Have a super weekend. This is Sean and Steve saying over and out. Over and out.